Hello, I'm Jim Salverson and this is VoiceWorks Sound Business, a podcast all about audio, podcasting, radio, the industry and the people who work in it. Today on the podcast, we're looking at podcast marketing because it's all very well being able to make beautiful, engaging audio, but ultimately it's pointless if you don't know how to get people to listen to it. So for today's show, I'm joined by Alicia Dandridge of Mags Creative, an expert in podcast marketing who says there are six key tools you need if you want to grow awareness of your podcast and also reminds us that social media isn't the be-all and end-all when it comes to podcast promotion. So strap your headphones on and prepare for some proper practical advice on how to get more ears on your podcast. Hi Alicia, how are you and where are you? Hi Jim, I'm really good, thank you. I am in London today at my home. (laughs) Very good. Right, so we're going to talk about podcast marketing today and you recently gave a talk at the Grow Podcast Festival where you talked about podcast marketing being more than just social media. Now to be clear, let's get this out of the way first. What you're not saying, I assume, is that creators should ignore social media altogether. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there's much more than social media. And whilst it's a great platform for awareness, I think there's definitely other platforms that should be explored in conjunction with social media to just really maximise the growth of your show. In terms of social media, and I think that is, for many people, the go-to platform for promoting podcasts, particularly Twitter seems to be a very podcast-friendly platform. But in terms of using that as a podcast marketing tool... Do you think social media is more of a tool for growing an audience or do you think it's more of a tool for retaining an audience and keeping existing fans engaged or can it do both? So I think from my experience, we've definitely seen it to be a really good platform for engaging because it's a platform where you can just engage with listeners on a direct level. So you can do that through things like comments, shares and polls. But when I say it not being the silver bullet to success is kind Mm. of what I would put forward. So I just think, yeah, I definitely push the engage with a listener um, perspective. But when it comes to moving that needle, in my experience, it's not something we've necessarily seen. I would like to come back to building a strategy on social media in a second. But as we said a moment ago, the talk you gave at the Grow Festival was all about how social media isn't the be all and end all. There's things you can do beyond that. What is it when you come to marketing a podcast, you literally have a checklist of all these different items and places that you can go in order to spread the word about your show? Yeah, so the way I would look at it and kind of what I say to, you know, independent shows, uh, shows that already have like a large audience is we use it as the example of saying see them like tools so we have around six tools that we have in our toolbox and obviously they aren't exhaustive and everyone will have a different toolbox but we use these different tools as I guess a multi-channel strategy and Mm. I really just hammer home all the time about the effectiveness of multi-channel and just thinking about all of the different places that you'll find podcast listeners because you know they're not always going to just be in one place so I think it's really important to think of it as a multi-channel strategy working in conjunction with each other but I guess in the simplistic way I would say just think of them as as tools essentially in your toolbox. How do you work out which tools fit your promotion strategy because I guess where you focus your attention from a marketing perspective is dependent very much on who your audience is. 
Yep, 100%. And I think when you're thinking about your audience, it's always just important before you, you know, you think about these tools. I think the objective of your podcast is the most important thing. So, you know, going back to that as a starting point before you do anything is what are you trying to achieve with your podcast? So one size doesn't fit all and audience growth does mean different things to different shows. You know, within your show, you could be building a personal brand. You could be trying to educate mm. or, you know, showcase awareness. It's, it's just before you do anything, when I say anything, meaning strategy, I just think always thinking about the objective. And then from then, once you've identified that, then you can start thinking about the different tools that you'll use. And again, in terms of those those different levers, it is totally dependent on who your audience is. So, you know, if you're trying to target a Gen Z audience, I definitely put forward weight on social media. I know I said social media isn't the kind of silver bullet, <laughs> but I think when you're thinking about Gen Z audiences, they are on social media, platforms like TikTok, etc. So it's just important to, to firstly think about the objective, but then your audience. So then you can really just pull together a, a strategy for that essentially. So what are the six tools that you say are in the toolbox? Yes, of course. So firstly, press. Secondly, cross-promotion or cross-promotional partnerships, um, podcast guesting, paid activity, social media, and then platform coverage. So I can go into these in a little bit more detail, but I think those are the six tools that we've definitely used to just really grow independent Mm. shows, but also branded podcasts as well, and even our own Mags Originals, because we also hold our own shows as well. In terms of press, I'll pick into a few of these if that's okay, but in terms of press or traditional media, if you prefer... What's the best approach there? Because a few of these hits are easier than others, aren't they? It's very easy to get a tweet out, for example, promoting a show. It's quite easy to get your local paper to run a column on what it is you're doing. So what's the best approach to go to the press? What kind of is going to give my show the best chance of getting featured? Definitely. So I think just generally press is a really great effective marker of credibility, of course, to be featured or reviews in digital or print press. Press, again, is a great way to showcase your show to new audiences and something that we've seen to be really successful when we're actually trying to reach podcast listeners in press is really targeting podcast specific publications. So the likes of the Great British Podcast Newsletter, Pod Bible, mm. Pod News, etc. They're all really great platforms and promotional coverage or press coverage, should I say, on those platforms is definitely something that you can use on other platforms to really leverage coverage. So, you know, showcasing the type of coverage you've you've had with platforms like Apple or Spotify. I think it's just really effective to be able to be featured or reviewed in those. And those publications, particularly when it comes to independent shows, are they're really supportive. And I think they're really all just trying to we're all a community and we're all trying to help each other. So I think those platforms in particular are really willing and they want to support. So I would say podcast press specific publications are key, but of course, you know, you you have other key media titles in, I guess, the traditional press like The Guardian um, Mm -hmm. who have their own, you know, podcast newsletters and and spaces that you know they can be reviewed so I definitely wouldn't you know miss those those publications either they're all really really effective but those are in our experience those are the ways that we've kind of gone about our our press strategies. Is it as simple as writing a press release and sending that out to a blanket of contacts is it building personal relationships maybe via social media at first what's the kind of approach that you tend to take there? 
Yeah, definitely. So I think it's totally dependent on you. Obviously, if you come from a, I guess, marketing background, or it just it totally depends on the context that you have. I think a starting point, I would say is to simply write a press release. And I think if you're thinking about launching a new season, for example, a press release is a great way to just sum up all of the key information that you have about your show. So you know, if you have a big kit of guests, or if you have a really engaging topic, Or another thing we've seen to be really effective is if your show aligns with any key calendar dates. So just really plugging on those on those elements are um, a great way to just summarize your show. And, you know, you can find press contacts quite easily on the Internet or if, you know, you want to build a relationship with that journalist. If you're really focusing on one publication in particular, I definitely, you know, start up a conversation via social media. That's a a great personalized way to do it. And when it comes to podcasts specifically, publications you know there are public um, forms that you can submit to the great Mm. british podcast newsletter has one and i think yeah just there's different avenues that you can go down but i would say a press release is, is a great starting point those forms that you mentioned where you can submit for promotion on places like the great british podcast newsletter or apple directly or spotify they've all kind of got different techniques for doing that is there anything you need to bear in mind to give you because there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that are trying to get that space particularly when it comes to a mention on something like apple new and noteworthy but is there anything you can do to make sure you have the best possible chance of getting featured or really standing out from the crowd Definitely. So I think, as I mentioned in in the kind of press approach, just really showcasing a great summary of your podcast is is just a starting point, really. If you have, again, great guests or just a really great engaging topic, great artwork, obviously you have to, um, well, I'm saying obviously as if this is known to everyone, but (laughs) basically to submit to places like Apple you do have to put forward carousel artwork. And whilst, Mm. you know, the the platforms like Apple have public forms that you can submit to, I think just having a look at the forms before you pitch is is definitely something I would do. Understand criteria that you might have to put in, artwork. It's important to first look at, firstly look at the form. But yeah, just if you have great artwork, if you have great guests, I think just just go for it. The the platforms are just so that's in such great support of of shows, and I think if the quality is there, then hopefully their interest is is there as well. You also mentioned cross promotion as one of the tools in the toolkit. Now, as part of VoiceWorks, we run the Sports Social Podcast Network. We've got 180 or so podcasts on our network at the moment and we encourage them to cross promote between each other's shows and something we hear quite regularly is that shows are scared of cross promotion they're worried that if they tell someone about another show on the network or they have a guest on their show from another podcast that that guest will steal their audience (laughs) is is there a risk that that could happen is there a cannibalization of one audience from the other that is a potential if you do offer cross promotion to other shows yeah i think it should be flipped and actually looked at as you know you are able to reach another audience of like-minded listeners through cross-promotional partnerships so i wouldn't go into it being scared because i think it's just a great way to again yeah reach a like-minded audience and obviously there, there can be different ways that you know cross-promotion can be done so you know we've seen examples of where shows might trailer swap so they'll give their their trailer to another show and then like-minded they'll promote it as well but I think what's so great about cross-promotion is that it can be so personalized and actually when the host of of a show is endorsing another podcast actually that audience is listening to a host that you know they listen to every week they have a great relationship with so actually showcasing your show via another show is just a great endorsement and I think it's just it should be seen as a positive thing is is what I'm trying to say. 
obviously guesting is a big part of cross promotion and i think it's very it's it's well documented that having guests with big profiles onto your show can be a great way to boost listeners and raise awareness of a podcast but i think one of the most tricky things to do when you have a guest on your show is making sure you get the most out of having that individual on and we've all had guests that have come onto a podcast and they've talked to us but then we've been disappointed with the fact they've not shared an episode or they've not engaged in the process afterwards are there any steps you can take as a podcaster to make sure you get the most out of your guest before and after a podcast is published Definitely. So I think just having a, you know, a human relationship with that guest is is kind of where I would start. You know, we, we see in some cases just having that onboarding process being quite key. So, you know, whether you do an introduction interview with them before you have your podcast, so you can understand what they're comfortable about about talking about on your show. Really just have that as a touch point, as if you, you know, you're having a chat with a friend. I think that's something that's been really nice that we've seen in our experience. And then afterwards, I guess all you can do is really just ask them to promote and, you know, share social assets with them if you have that and just share share how much you enjoyed speaking with them on the show and I think all you can do is is hope that they would promote and whilst you can't force someone to promote mm. I think that that whole process of interviewing them before and after and just being really human um, and authentic in your approach is is all like I guess you can do returning to social media for a second because as we said social media has got a part in podcast marketing it's easy it's fairly far-reaching I don't think it's possible to be everywhere. You can't be on every channel at once. You can't. There's so many different social channels now. You can't do Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and MySpace and Bebo, whatever the other various channels are now. How do you decide where your attention should be? So I think it, again, goes back to that audience. So who, you know, who is your audience? Where can you find them? And I'll just use some examples here. So with our we have our own mags original shows and we have a show called blended which is hosted by kate ferdinand and before launching blended as a podcast um kate had already built a really loyal and engaged community with blended and Mm -hmm. she herself has a large and engaged following so for us it made sense to promote the show on Instagram because that's where her audience is. Another show that we've worked in the past is The Way We Are with Monroe Bergdorf, which is a Spotify original. And our target audience for that show was Gen Z. So of course, we just knew that TikTok was the right place for that audience. So I think it's totally dependent on where your audience are and just really the type of engagement of the accounts that you have access to. So, you know, how much is your audience going to care about converting from a social follower to a 40 minute podcast listening super fan i just i just think it's it's important to think about who your audience are and where where you'll find them really and then tune your channels in into that when should i start thinking about that strategy is it a case of once the podcast is released then you start promoting or are there steps you can take even before you start recording in terms of planning out that promotional strategy yeah, so I think the earlier the better. You should be thinking about your your strategy before you've launched your show. So something that we do at Mags is we normally work with shows a month prior to them launching their series. Mm. And I think that's a great way for us to just get all of our ducks in a row, understand what materials we, we might need to launch with, get a feel of the podcast, be able to listen to it, etc. So I think the more time you can to plan out that strategy, the better. Because then you can understand, you know, I might need some artwork materials, so where can I outsource that? Or whatever it might be that you need to to launch with. I think just thinking about that way in advance. And I always say this, I think 
production of a podcast is 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 great and it's so important because obviously you want to produce high quality audio but marketing should be seen as you know the same effort when it comes to production of, of a show they should just be equal in their efforts is is what I'm saying so I will constantly have my home that just think about you know your strategy with as much advance as you possibly can you're right. All the effort that goes into making a podcast and people can spend 99% of their time is focused on that and crafting something beautiful. But that 99% of their time is wasted if no one knows about it. and There's no one to listen to it. So exactly. it, it's only exactly. right that it demands a certain amount of attention or if not a lot of attention. Uh, you mentioned paid social as well, which I guess if podcast creators haven't maybe got the patience to wait for that organic growth is one thing that can be looked at. It can be expensive, so you want to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck with paid social. What in your experience works from that point of view and what doesn't? In our strategy, we actually put a lot of weight on paid activity. So, you know, there are different forms that could be in audio advertising. That's kind of radio style advertising like host reads or spot ads. Mm -hmm or on-platform advertising. So in our experience, we've seen platforms like CastBox um, to be really effective. So CastBox is essentially a podcast platform. It has millions of listeners. And what's so great about a platform like CastBox is you can tweak it to to specific territories that you want to target. So, you know, if you wanted to target a, a territory like the UK or the US, for example, you can do that. And something that we've seen in our in our experience with CastBox is it's just a great way to move the download needle. And that that's a, a I guess, a cost effective way to, to do things. So CastBox, they offer campaigns between the 1000 to 2000 mark and I think whilst that might not be accessible for everyone I think it's just a great starting point especially if you're trying to move move the needle with downloads and you know there are podcasts advertising platforms that that you can speak to to just understand what your priorities are and just tweak the best paid campaign for you but in our experience I would say Castbox has definitely been a really great great platform to explore. With Castbox they offer guaranteed listens don't they or downloads i can't remember which which way it is so you, you know you're going to have some kind of impact would you recommend that kind of guarantee over say for example putting some money behind audiograms via facebook so i think again it's it's totally dependent on that objective so if you know impressions and awareness is is your objective then i would put your budget behind something like audiograms but i think if you're thinking about velocity of downloads and 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 you know growth then I would look at something like CastBox. So I'd always go mm. back to the objective to, to work out what campaign I wanted to, to activate. Okay, and just to be sure, we're, we're still going to be hitting delete on those LinkedIn messages we get promising us thousands of downloads <laughs> for a few dollars, right? Yeah, <laughs> just ignoring them for the time being. So I'm getting ready to launch my podcast. I've got three months. What should be on my marketing checklist that I need to be thinking about right now? in order to get ready for launching and marketing my podcast. So when you think about all of the the tools that I've mentioned earlier, it really is about breaking down all of those specific channels and understanding what materials you need for each. So in the example of press, I'm going to start thinking about writing my press release now that I've recorded all of my audio. Now that, you know, my podcast has been recorded, are there any snappy sound bites that I can use from a discussion that I had with a guest to create audiograms or you know if I have access to video 
can I create a snappy video asset if, you know, the podcast was recorded, for example. I think it's just really just breaking down the minutiae of each platform and understanding what what is needed really for each is is the starting point that I would go to. How do you track what works then, Alicia? Because it's it can be quite ethereal podcast marketing. You put something out and you might see a small spike in listens or you might not, but you never quite know what's really having an impact. Is there a trick to working out what works or is it mostly based on guts and what feels like it's having an impact? So I think one thing I would say is that growth doesn't happen overnight and it really is a longevity piece. So what I would say is, you know, if you've activated all of these tools and you are you aren't seeing, you know, immediate growth, I wouldn't feel disheartened. It, it really is a, a longevity piece and it's something that you should be constantly reviewing. If something isn't working, you know, tweak your strategy. But a starting point to really just track the the growth is when it comes to your podcast distribution platform. So if you're on Simplecast or Buzzsprout or wherever you may be, I think it's really important to track your your weekly download. So if you are releasing on a weekly period, look at what you're getting every week and match that to the promotional activity you've activated on that week. So if you did, you know, get coverage in, you know, the Great British Podcast Newsletter or whatever it may be, map that to your weekly downloads and just monitor your growth continuously is is what I would say. So if something isn't working, then you might need to tweak your strategy, but looking at your downloads and just your analytics and really fine tuning that from a weekly perspective is something that I I do continuously when I'm when I'm, you know, working with different strategies. I think this can all feel a little bit daunting, particularly for a newbie podcaster. And like you say, it is a lot of work. I mean, that's the truth behind it. Nothing's easy and nothing's free. So what would be one thing if if people are listening and feeling a little bit daunted and a little bit overawed and thinking, oh, I don't know where to start. What would be the one tip you'd give someone to think about when they're looking to market their new podcast? I would say that I would firstly try not to feel so daunted behind about all this. Um, I know that's really easy to say, but I think especially when, you know, we think about podcasts, there are communities out there and people are willing to support, you know, independent podcasters. And I just think it's really important to understand that people are here to help. And if the whole um, marketing strategy and, you know, activating six tools feels like a lot, I, I wouldn't overwhelm yourself with thinking about everything all at once it might be that you focus your efforts on three tools or you know four tools I just it's just always about what your objectives are and what you're trying to achieve and the more you do things the more you'll get used to it and everyone is here to support and there are many many communities out there and and people that can help that can answer questions etc if if you know you do feel like you're I guess the one fish in in the in the big the big sea really top tip and of course people could reach out to mags creative if they need some more help and how would they do that definitely so mags creative if you go to our website magscreative.co.uk we have a team that that would be yeah willing to help if needed so i would just um, reach out to us via our website is the best way to get in contact and you can find the links to that website in the podcast description for today's sound business alicia thank you very much for your time on today's voiceworks sound business thank you so much for having me jim That is it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to find the links that Alicia mentioned, you can find your way to Mags Creative via the podcast description. And if you want help marketing your podcast and you happen to make a sport podcast, 
Well, there's loads of tools and assistance available to the creators we have on the Sport Social Podcast Network. You can find more details on that. Go to sport-social.co.uk. And if you want more help with your podcast strategy or your audio strategy in general, come and talk to us at VoiceWorks, voiceworks.ai. Voiceworks.ai.